The following is a Pod Beard production. From the deepest bowels of your imagination. Actually, he's from Canada there, bud. From the famed Hotter Show Studios, this is The Hotter Show. What is up, everybody? We are rolling out of your queue today on episode 219 of The Hotter Show. I hope you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks so very much for tuning in and clicking that play button on today's episode of the podcast. I have a kick-ass episode for you here today. I try to do every single week here on The Hotter Show. I'm sitting down with my boys, Taylor, Nolan, and Jacob from Beguiler. This is a really fun chat, and it was a really long time coming. We started talking about this back in, like... Jeez, I want to say like October, November, even we talk about it a little bit and joke just because that's how life is sometimes. But they released a kick ass new single last week, Cynical, which is a badass track that you're going to hear a little bit about. And they have a brand new EP coming out July 26th entitled A Conscious Decline. And from what they have told me about it, it is just going to be a banger of an EP. And you're actually going to hear exclusively a track today on the show that is actually the second track on the ep and it is just uh holy crap guys <laughs> if you are into the uh, the death core slash death metal kind of that the more extreme style of metal you're gonna absolutely dig it and you're gonna dig my chat with the guys that we talk a little bit about their start with music their influences the beginnings of the band, also the recording process of this new EP, and also their last EP, Born Under a Bad Sign, which is a kick-ass EP as well, and a bunch of other kind of random fun chats thrown in there. It's definitely a lot of fun. We actually did it pretty late at night, one of the latest podcasts I've done in a while, so I want to thank those guys for sticking it out with me and making it happen. It was a lot of fun to get to catch up with Taylor and Nolan, who I hadn't seen in, in, in a hot minute, and then also getting to meet Jacob was great. We shared a couple beers which you will hear me at one point say to Jacob, I, I, I literally say to him, God bless you, sir, because he handed me another beer, which was uh, much needed at the time. But I'm very excited about that. Before we get into it, I'm also excited to tell you guys a little bit about my friends and sponsor of Podbeard Network and the Honor Show, Seat Giant. Now, if you're not familiar with Seat Giant, they are a ticket resale website that gets you tickets for all types of events, concerts, sporting events, theater events, family events, anything at all that you need. They most likely have it for you at great competitive pricing. Whether you want to sit way up in nosebleeds, save yourself some money and just kind of be there for the event, or you want to be front row center, they have something for you. And what else is great about Seat Giant is they have a full money back guarantee. That's right, a full money back guarantee if there are any issues say for example maybe your ticket doesn't work or the event is canceled and they're not giving you a refund as long as you can provide some kind of proof from the venue that there was an issue they will give you a full refund and i mean as someone who was in that situation once before let me tell you that was a big thing for me and when i saw that they do that that was why i i really wanted them to become on as a sponsor and why i personally use them and even if they weren't a sponsor honestly i would still use them just because i really truly believe in what they do and not to mention because they are a sponsor of the Piper network and the hardest show if you go on right now on seatgiant.ca or .com and use our coupon code at checkout podbeard that is p-o-d-b-e-a rd you save yourself a little something extra at checkout on top of the great price you're getting and you boys and girls at the podbeard network and of course myself at the hotter show get a little kickback so what's not to like about that 
you get a little discount and we get a little kickback. Everybody wins. So don't wait around to get tickets for the events you want to go to. Treat yourself and go to SeatGiant.ca or .com today. Because at SeatGiant, they just don't sell tickets. They sell experiences. And with that, we're ready to roll into this podcast here today. My chat with Taylor, Nolan, and Jacob from Beguiler. Let's get it. been a minute since I've seen two of you and the first time I'm meeting one of you and this is this is really cool because it's like I think it marks like maybe the shit I think like maybe the third or fourth time in the history of this show I've had more than three people more than two people on the show at a time from a band yeah so it's really cool so we're here with uh Taylor how's it going what's up man nice to see you like it's it's been a long time it's literally been a been like a long time. We're not, gigs gonna, days. Gigs yeah. days. Was it? I, didn't I, see I, you? I think I think maybe one battle of the bands afterwards after yeah. everything, but I think that was it. That was a long time a ago. Long man. Time that was ago. a long time ago. We're here with Nolan as well. Hell yeah. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah, it's been a while as well. I don't remember the last show I saw you, but I know it might have might have been that firehouse show we played. In I think it was the firehouse show. Yes, that, that was like Empire. that was Inside yeah. Job, my boys. In yes, Inside Job. that was their first show ever. Shouts to them, man. Yeah, they, kill it. they kill it. They kill it. They've come a long way. Yeah, they like, kill they're, it, They're man. putting on their own festival tomorrow in downtown Oshawa, so... How the hell did yeah. I not hear about that? What? Black Eye Fest. Hell yeah. Come come through. They're the hell? Up. I didn't they put on their own this. festival. There's like 12 bands on I need to pay more attention to this kind of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wearing the Chase the Glory tattoo shop t-shirt. Oh, yeah. For yeah, sure. <laughs> and records, yeah. not just yeah, no, tattoos, records, I guess. Yeah, no, records for sure. That's yeah. sick. And then uh, the first time I'm meeting Jacob. Yeah, and it's a pleasure, my dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel like I already know you. I've been talking to you for the last, like, I think we like said I from know, like October. We've been trying, trying to plan to, this. <laughs> trying to coordinate the stuff. And uh, yeah, so like time time made it better. We have more to talk about at least now, right? Oh, for sure. And yeah. this is uh, the majority of Beguiler. Heavy. Well, I'm going to call you guys metal. I'm like one of those, like, I'm not a subgenre guy. It's all metal to me. Fair you enough, know. Man. Vagiler, we're missing. So who are we missing? We're missing Matt, and then we're yeah, missing uh, Scott, um, and then Scott or Basis as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. no, again, another guy I've known for like. I'm pretty sure I've actually known Matt for like probably like 15. Oh, he used yes. to work at the Travel Plaza too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he used mm-hmm. to work there, and then I know his brother too. So. Yeah, his brother's close to your age. Yeah, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, he's literally like it's one of my boys. Yeah. So like, I've known him for most <laughs> majority of my <laughs> yeah. life. So. Yeah, that's so weird <laughs> hearing anyone call him Matt. Yeah, like, we yeah, just call no, him Miller. Yeah, yeah Miller. See, we call my boy Nathan. We call him Miller. So yeah. it's oh, really? so so Matt, is, yeah. Matt is Matt to me, and Nathan is Miller to me. So it's like, <laughs> or MGD, whatever you want to call him. MGD. <laughs> whatever works. So what's uh, what's new and exciting in the lives of the guys from McGuiley right now? You guys just, uh, as we record this, just dropped a brand new single today. So we're definitely going to sure. talk about that. But also okay. you got a... Uh, EP coming up for release on July 26th, which yeah, is going to be... It's coming up. That's... Yeah, it's going to be great. After uh, hearing the new single, I'm like, yo... I literally, <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like, we, when we were talking about doing this, like I said, guys, we've been, like, trying to plan this out now since, like... Definitely like late last year. Yeah, we've kind of been trying to like, yeah, 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 the we like got back together as a band. We were just like, yo, we need yeah, to get on the hotter get show. On and, Oh, because I was I wanted to have your ass on Taylor's yeah. like back like when I started this <laughs> Years thing. Ago. And it just never <laughs> quite panned out. And um 
And then when, like, like Jacob, you hit me up again earlier this year, and you're like, yeah, we're doing the new EP. And I was like, all right, cool, we got to make it happen. Yeah, and yeah. Then just as time has gone on, it's like, yo, like, why can't <laughs> I make this life? has just been way yeah. too crazy this year. But um, like I said, it's cool because now, like, there's all this stuff going on. I want to ask you guys about, you know, how you kind of got into music and influences and things like that. And also, I want to, of course, ask about the recording process of the EP. But first and foremost, tell me about the single that just came out today. Well, um, it was definitely out of the four tracks we did. It was one of the first ones we decided it was like a, it has to make the cut. And it's, um, I don't know, like born under a bad sign was like, we recorded that it like the, like 2016 or 2017 is so yeah, like three years yeah. ago. Pretty yeah, cause it, yeah. Then it sat for a little while, right? I yeah, think, or, it yeah. sat for like man almost two years and then um and then we got uh nolan and because uh fs our old drummer he uh he didn't want to continue in the band and like we're all cool and like respected that of course but it was it was hard shoes to fill right not everyone is into that stuff or capable and then we got it kind of was perfect timing though because my last band before this embodier was kind of fizzling out at the time and i was kind of looking for Something else something to pick else up to anyway. And then I saw um, Nick Young from, yeah, vocalist of Pillars of Autumn. Uh, he shared one of Jacob's posts on Those Facebook. guys slay, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're playing so with them Autumn. on the weekend. Yeah, they were yeah. Yeah. them on Saturday. Yeah, so. um, yeah, he shared a post from Jacob asking if there was any drummers looking for projects and stuff. And I was just like, yeah, why not? I'll hit yeah. them up. Something to do, I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah, so, so yeah, they, they sent me the tracks, and I'm like, okay, this is it's pretty well, fantastic. We, well, what so. we did, we kind of baited them. We were like, yeah. hey, um, uh, we're going to give you one of the, because we were debating, oh, yo, we should just give him the hardest one. If he can play the hardest one, he'll play the rest. And I'm like, go, well, what yeah. if we give him the hardest one and it scares him away? So we were like, we'll give him the one that's like in the me- like in the middle, medium. Yeah. So they sent me, so I think. It was like Exponential Decay. Okay, yeah. I don't yeah. remember who it was. Yeah. So yeah. Somebody like kinda, sent me Exponential yeah. Decay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. And then I listened to the rest of the EP after I liked it. And I think it, yeah, I think I practiced that song for like three days or something. And then I sent Jacob a video. Yeah. And we saw it. We just saw you had the techniques. So we're like, good enough, like yeah. something to work with. And then, of course, we all ended up getting along super well. He fits, kills the drums too, works super hard at it, which is like what we needed definitely. And then, um, like just getting back into it it's it's been a while and like i mean the style of music we're doing is like evolved and mm-hmm. um we just kind of even changed like what we're into and want to play so we wanted to you know try and get something short out there that is kind of more relevant to us now than that last ep is not that we didn't enjoy that one this one it's just it's just more organic. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's, it's still, like, born under a bad sound. Like, when I heard it, like... Because I'm not a huge deathcore guy. I'm not going to sit yeah. here and be like, you know, I worship deathcore. It's like... <laughs> it's like I, I'm more of, like, a metalcore, yeah. like, guy. Like, I like my clean vocals thrown in there, you know? Yeah. My soaring yeah. courses. But, like, I heard I heard born under a bad sound, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> it's still... Like, it still yeah. felt fresh to me. Like, because I, I remember... Um, I think like I, I ran into Matt somewhere and I said like, yo, when's the EP coming up? What's going on? And he's like, yeah, like I think we're, we're going to drop it like next year. I think this was, I don't even remember when Matt, if you listen to this, I don't remember when the hell it was. I saw you somewhere <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm really excited about like, you know, like I just hope that it's like people still see it as like, like it's still fresh. Yeah. Cause it's been sitting and I was like, ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. And like, it was like right at that time period 
I was just starting to kind of dip my toes a bit more into like the death metal death core, just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I just jumped in with Born Under a Bad Sign. And I was like, it was the it was that main riff from Born Under a Bad Sign. That's like the song itself. Then I'm like, okay, okay. And it goes into that verse, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh, <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. badass. And I mean, it still did probably better than we expected it to it's just i mean and it just felt weird because in the moment we were already looking past it oh, for sure and working yeah. on new mm-hmm. stuff yeah we already and, had like yeah. new stuff in the works when that came out yeah so were yeah. you did you record that ep with them or yeah. i know you kind of they joined had a couple for... of the songs were already <laughs> written before like i joined like uh, underlying truth was already written yeah like skinner was um, in our band i yeah, don't know of if course. you know so i came yeah. in oh, yeah, learned course. a few of their songs and then we st- i think we wrote like they already have one half finished and then like we wrote one other song with me on that one and then yeah, and then I went and recorded with with them for that whole EP because mm-hmm. he had to go join this little band, yeah. you know, Skinner. You know, I guess yeah. little band people may or may not oh, know. No. Yeah. They call Falsifier. Yeah. They, they play. They play. I, I think they like right. may play an Armory once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, we love those dudes. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when it came down to it, he was moving and stuff, and it was just. It was just a good fit, good opportunity for and him. Everything and everything just ended up working out in the end, anyways. So yeah. Like, yeah. We adopted Taylor and <laughs> was, was, yeah, I, I hung out more with them than anyone else anyways. So like it just works. It, made, it just made a good fit. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was. Yeah. Weren't you like driving them to shows and stuff? Well, actually, yeah. before I was even in the band, when yeah. I had my van, I drove them on their first run actually with Falsifier. And who else was it? Uh, being. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was being for the first one. And then the other one was uh, oh, False Fire. This is Death Valley and Drag the Lake. Yeah. And they asked me the day of they were supposed to leave. Like uh, being like, hey, uh, I was I went and seen them like, oh, we're supposed to leave for like, what was it? Windsor the first day. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, we were supposed to rent a van. Miller. And uh, <laughs> uh, calling them out. And then they're like, hey, you drive us? And I was like, as long as you pay gas and feed me, I'm down to come uh, on Mosh all weekend. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. And then it worked out, too. And Second I, time you guys asked me. Yeah, fans, I remember but. the first one, too. It's like, I don't like Miller also brought his car as well as yeah, Taylor's van. And then we brought our other buddy jason too and then i swear even like sean came or something probably too jason came okay the sean came for the second one then sean showed up in hamilton remember okay he rolled up with a with um uh with ryan yeah, no, it was good. We used to have like travel in a squad. Apparently. I was gonna say, like, crew with you on, yeah. on just for no reason, just because uh, it's a party, man. It was yeah, fun. Man. It was good it times. Was just the assistant to, uh, yeah. And- so you know, it was a matter of time. I joined yeah. these guys. Well, like- that's always you know when I hear like I've interviewed like I interview a lot of bands and stuff and people in bands and that. And one thing I always find is that if you are friends before you are in a band, you get to know the person. You know, you can spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really get to know, okay, is this person going to be a good fit or not? And that's like people will say, like, what do you think is the most important thing about being in a band? Or what do you think is like the best way to know if your band is going to work? And I say one thing, get everyone in your band and put them in a really small room for like a week. At the end of that week, if you don't want to kill each other, you're good to go. 
Yeah. yeah. If you want to murder each other at the end of that week, just call it quits now. Mm. It's not going to work. <laughs> there's always those moments, but it's about being able to get over them, right? Of course, it's yeah. It's just human nature. So it's like a like, family yeah. kind of thing. You, you'll get in your spits, but as long as you're upfront and honest all the time, then like, yeah. that's all you need to be. It's like a relationship, too. Sometimes exactly. you just... Just like, man, I can't even look at you right now. It's like, you got to look past it and you got to be able to kind of, you know, and sometimes you can. That's yeah. okay, you know. Because yeah, like at the end of the day, we're all here for the same goal. We want we want to see this see this thing go. You want to crush. Exactly. And destroy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So how did, um? Well, and we'll, we'll get back into more of the stuff like that. But how did, uh, I'm curious. I always like to ask people about this. How did you guys get into music first? off like what was some of the first music you heard first music i heard to get me even want to pick up a guitar was like acdc yeah that was like i've seen oh man every like you know basic kids exactly first first song i ever learned was tnt like that's actually i I usually it's either back in black or it's thunderstruck it's usually yeah that's actually that was that was one where i just like because i love the oi (laughs) oi that was like yeah. one of my favorite things back in the, and my dad got me like this uh, ACDC yeah. uh, Big Balls DVD yeah, yeah, yeah. set. So I had like a live set and then like all their music videos and all that. That was a fun and time. TNT, like I guess it's a hard song, but when you're 10 years old, it's hard as hell. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like when you first hear like real rock and roll for the first time. Yeah. Like I can remember hearing, you know, like Black Sabbath and even though Black Sabbath is quote unquote metal mm-hmm. whatever you know like I can remember hearing that sound for the first time where I'm like what the hell is that or first time you hear Zeppelin or first time you hear ACDC yeah. compare that to the first time I ever heard metal like it's a different oh yeah it's a different yeah, totally. feeling man like when you're what, like, a kid yeah like when I like more or less that was what inspired me to pick up a guitar was like ACDC but it wasn't until like I heard I got in like high school and then listened to like a day to remember stuff like yeah, that yeah, and, yeah. I, and then I like got more oh, into you, like sir. the what they did <laughs> on like a live setting and then was like oh my god like I want to go on the road I want to do all this stuff I want to be a rock star exactly it's yeah. like I want to the rock star life living in a van for like two months living in a van making no money <laughs> exactly can't pay my mortgage or my rent <laughs> yeah. you know that's, that's what it's all about man yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the absolute life <laughs> so when you um started playing guitar taylor like what like was there any kind of more specific players that really got you to want to start like was, really diving into it seriously or like it was when it first happened like actually i actually really wanted to be a drummer I was like all into drums I wanted to be in. Plus like I started in school, like as a percussionist in school, but then it wasn't until like, it was my grade eight birthday. So I think it was like 13. My my parents got me a guitar and a little amp for my birthday. And at that point I was like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. They got me lessons. I took lessons for like six months at uh, Hands On. Shout out to Hands On. Shout out to Hands On. And then um, uh, it was after that, once I learned like technique, I was like, I started just learning like rock and roll songs and songs my dad would always listen to. He always mm-hmm. like suggests like, Hey, you should learn this song. It's a good foundation to start yeah. off with the rock. Exactly. So I learned like some Jimi Hendrix. I learned some ACDC even started getting into like the black Sabbath and stuff like that. And then it wasn't until after that, when I started extending out into like more like hard rock mm-hmm. stuff where it started to get a little heavier. And then I found drop tunings and I was like, you find drop oh, tunings and once you find drop tunings, and then you heard on holy confession and yeah. you learn on holy confession <laughs> and you covered on holy confessions for a while. Then you're like, okay, I can move on now. Yeah. I like, have learned just, all I can learn. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, and then it wasn't. And then once you st- like started like listening to metal and trying to learn metal music, it was definitely what set me off. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to play. Like yeah. this kind of music. It's that level of um, of passion and release that you get in metal music that like I find you can't get in rock and roll. And that's with mm-hmm. all due respect. Yeah, I'm a rock guy, but like mm-hmm. there's that emotional release with metal music that you just don't get with anything else, yeah. whether it's I feel like I'm attacking guitar. my guitar. Exactly. Playing, yeah, like, yeah. I am just like it's like full on aggression. Like and even now like I've evolved even from what I've played before. Like I thought like back maybe four years ago I would have been like this I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Like I'm comfy with what I'm playing with. And then when I joined these guys it pushed my boundaries because that's just a whole like, that was like it was a whole, whole nother realm yeah. it was like okay. all due respect to the stuff you were playing before like exactly, that's a whole yeah other like level. it's like i was happy with that and like yeah. I, I was super comfortable playing mm-hmm. that stuff and like i was like really happy with that but then it wasn't this and once it pushed me out of my comfort zone and i like really like mm-hmm. got into playing it i was like holy crap like i i <laughs> i love this like it's so much fun yeah definitely and it's like when you really start to push yourself in the limits of what you can do it's like oh man i'll never be able to play you surprise that. yourself and yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. so it's definitely a badass feeling for mm-hmm. sure yeah. how are you know what was uh some of the first music you heard and then kind of um, what got you into playing drums more for me um nickelback no question um absolute first band that i started <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> thank you huge nickelback fan. they were my uh, first yo, favorite okay. band dude yeah you can't, you literally can't like, so you can't hate. i don't know where you it can't. came from yes you can uh, it might have just come out of the ground <laughs> when we bought the house mic. <laughs> we just for some reason always had this like nickelback like music video compilation mm-hmm. cd or whatever it was i don't know what, what they put it out probably for their me. best of yeah. yeah best of or greatest hits or something like that but we just had like a fucking like video of like Nickelback and some of them were like music videos some of them were like live you know what it was concerts. and I don't, yeah I don't know I what know, it was I, know, I have the DVD but, I know exactly it, but, it's, it's called the singles and it's literally yeah, it might yeah, have been yeah, but I remember yeah, yeah. the first video and the thing that I saw was uh, Leader of Men um, when Fuck fucking yeah, Chad Kroger is like dude. in the fucking like studio and he smashes he, his guitar through the window the I thought that shit was the most badass oh. thing ever and I was like Okay, this is something cool. This is different. Just talking about so, mushrooms. Like, come yeah, on, exactly. man. Jeez. Yeah, so Nickelback was the first band that really kind of struck a chord with me, I guess, and kind of started my musical um, evolution, I would say. Um, and, and they then, evolved so much, too. Oh, yeah, right? for like sure. It's, you look at it, like, it's like I got yeah. into them, like, the state, that record, that head leader yeah. of Man Out, that was, like, when I discovered them. Yeah, Right before... Sure. How you remind yeah. me and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the so long like, road is my favorite. Yeah, oh, it's so dude. good. It's a masterpiece. It's oh, so yeah. good. <laughs> um, I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, and then then after that, I found um, Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine, um, Soundgarden, Wolf Mother, um, a lot of old weird kind of bands, I guess. Um, mostly just music I would get from my parents, I guess. Um, first major like drummer that I really started like following and picking up a lot I guess was Mitch Mitchell the original drummer for Jimi Hendrix um he played like a lot of really really crazy stuff that I admired before I was even like starting to play drums Mm -hmm. um and then yeah then I started I think um I have no idea how old I was but I played rock band or something at somebody's (laughs) house for the first time I thought it was so cool that I could do that and I was like I I hit this and it makes noise I played yeah I played a solid beat for like a minute or two and thought that 
it was the coolest shit ever. So I begged my mom for lessons, and then we started going to uh, Millennium Music. That was um, great. Shout out to Millennium yeah, Music. Yeah, Millennium Music was the shit, man. These guys were badass. Yeah, man. I had um, I had an, I had an amazing teacher though. Though he was really really good. I think my, my buddy yeah. probably had the same. What was his? Do you remember his Rob. name? Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, shout out to Rob. He was a good dude. Yeah, he was a really really good teacher though. He was. I don't even know how to describe him, but he was very kind of strict with the way he would teach, and he mm-hmm. would make sure that I'm doing everything properly. Um, so I developed, I didn't like develop any bad techniques when I was learning or anything. Cause I know like breaking bad habits when you're playing music, when you're it's playing hard, something man. for, yeah. yeah, breaking bad habits with music is really hard. Um, so he, he had me started off pretty well and then, so you learn like the theory. And yeah, exactly. You know to, you exactly. Know, like, yeah. Can you read sheet at all? Oh, yeah, drums? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I read sheet music. Yeah. Most drummers um, I asked that and they're like, what the fuck? yeah, well, sheet music for drums. Well, like, also from there, I had, a, I had also a, a really incredible music teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like so passionate about like music and any kids that he found were like exceptional at what they do and they had any kids really that he found that had a passion for music he would kind of help them not like more than other kids but he would really help help soak that fire yeah exactly he would really help kids excel and yeah he um i credit mr isabella for all my skills for reading sheet music (laughs) and everything like that because i was in the uh pit band at my school for a couple years so we uh played um, Annie and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. So I got to play in the bands for those live the hits. Li- yeah, those, those live musicals. <laughs> it was like, fun. So yeah, I got yeah, to learn. I can, I can definitely relate yeah. with that stuff. Yeah, being, I got in, to being in yeah. band and okay. stuff. I can. Yeah, oh, I, I can definitely thank my school. music teacher yeah, as well. That. Like yeah. so, even just learning theory in general. Yeah. Yeah. being able to to learn that stuff. Yeah, but then after a while, yeah, Millennium Music closed down, and I didn't go to take music lessons for a while. I think after that, I just stuck on my own, and I had started to kind of teach myself how to learn songs and everything and just like I was basically that I think that was the beginning of my like big kind of Avenged Sevenfold stage because that's what it was for me it's like I didn't have like I didn't listen to everything at once I listened to one band individually for a specific amount of time so it was like Nickelback for a couple years and then like Audio Slave and Rage Against the Machine and then Avenged Sevenfold for like three and a half stupid years. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't, don't and, do uh, that. Don't yeah, so, It's all good. So I learned, <laughs> I learned literally every Avenged Sevenfold song at the time before Hail to the King. So everything from um, Sounding the Seventh Trumpet up to Nightmare I learned. And that was like, like obviously like the Rev from that was like yeah, one of my biggest. In, just like, a one of a kind. Yeah, he's incredible. Man. So um, the Rev definitely helped me a lot with that and kind of excelling there. And then, and what a I, record too, Nightmare. Oh, I know. Like it's just incredible. that record. Well, that, that record. That was like unfortunately the first I, I ever heard that's, of them. That was after yeah. Rev passed. The, yeah, that, course, that was yeah, Mike Portnoy so on that record. But um, yeah, um, then after that, I just after playing on my own for a while, um, my brother, my older brother, um, had a kid in his grade named Gavin Wilson, and they were friends. Shout out to Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> and they were friends, and Gavin knew that I played drums, and because he, he saw my drum set a couple times when he was over hanging out with my brother, and. Um, Literally one day, I I think it was in grade nine or ten. I just got a message from Gavin saying like, "Hey man, you want to play in a band?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're hell yeah, man! Band. We're gonna be let's, ass. let's try it." <laughs> um, and then yeah, so then me and Gavin and uh, Tyler Mercer, we all jammed one day, and then so that's a Tyler. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I met Tyler. Yeah, and then um, yeah, met everyone else in Embodier, and well, at the time it was Altercations. Um, and then, which I still say was a badass name. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, Just it was okay. It was I okay, but there was name. another band in the states that had it as well, and yeah. they were getting really big. Um, and yeah, then Embodier played for a while, and then and yeah, we talked about earlier how I just saw the message from 
Nick Young and hit up Jacob, and then yeah, that's where my music and the rest was history. And yeah, now, exactly. Now he's on that death metal grind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now he's evolved he's off beat of three thousand. Like, yeah. From Willy Wonka to double bass and blast beat. <laughs> so what? Like, I'm curious because because I have zero rhythm when it comes oh, to like anything and I've always wanted to be a drummer but like anytime I get behind a kid I'm always like mm-hmm. I can do this for the most part yeah it's this shit that I can't yeah <laughs> the feet so like how did you like so like back when you were playing like even when you started with that theory background like did you kind of learn like how to like put all that together as far as like mm-hmm. with fast feet and like that those was really intricate well, last parts. I'd or? say I developed that part of my playing, like kind of more um, later on. Or, I yeah. developed that definitely on my own, like during my own, like kind of playing and writing with um, altercations and embodier. Um, it's not like embodier stuff wasn't fast. Oh no, that, that, like you know, to me, like back then when we first wrote that yeah. stuff, that stuff was like crazy fast for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just such a different type of playing than what I'm currently playing with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I just I, th- I think every musician has like a little breakthrough moment when they're first learning an instrument or coming like kind of like a, a short little coming of age moment where they realize like something that they thought was hard before is suddenly like doable. And it's kind of like the spark that lets you know that you're you're good and you can keep picking up. It's like stuff just up. one day. So, yeah, yeah, you exactly. Pick it up I, had, and like, I can do this. I had, cool. I had like that like exact breakthrough moment when I was like mm-hmm. a little kid and like the one specific like beat that I was having such a hard time on and it was like such a simple thing to do but like breaking through that and being able to like play that and like it's like one like starting my practice not being able to and then ending it being able to it is what i think every musician has a little moment like that mm-hmm. somewhere where that happens well and that's why yeah. music's such a beautiful thing man. yeah you exactly start off your day oh i can't play this riff and mm-hmm. then at the end of the day Oh, I can play that riff now. That's sick. Yeah, exactly. Even if you did nothing else all day, you accomplished that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's badass, man. Definitely badass. So how about you, Jacob? What was kind of your introduction to music and how did you get into this whole crazy world of, you know, the... I, I guess I call I call it like guttural vocals. Is yeah, that like the proper or, term or like I don't know. I, I there's all types of terms for it, but I guess like the the most like centered term would be like extreme vocals. Yeah. So I've been seeing that a lot. That's but you kind of go over the place, vocals, man. Yeah. Like you're you got a fucking voice on you, man, because yeah. like you're not just all like low all the time. You're not just high all the time. You kinda like like you can pitch it and like it's yeah. you kinda hit all fronts on the that kind of more like extreme metal vocalist vibe to yeah. me. Yeah, well I, I definitely I just like to have variety in it, right? Like in um I mean sometimes just accenting like certain pronunciations mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, you know, it's it's fun. It sounds cool. So it's just all kind of comes out naturally, you know what I mean? And then uh like I guess my introduction to music um wasn't really significant <laughs> until I was probably like five or six years old. That's when I started paying attention to it. And I remember uh Labat Blue. Um, not that I drank it at the time. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Wait. Clear that up. <laughs> they, uh, they did this like uh, summer promo thing where they were putting Canadian bands little three three song demos in it that all mm. these bands had new records coming yeah, out. Yeah. 
And so they did uh, some 41, Tragically Hip, and uh, I think the last one was Blue Rodeo or something. But I got the Sum 41 CD from my dad because he just bought the beer. He didn't give a shit. He was like, the fuck Sum 41? Gave me the music. <laughs> I wanted and the It was a bunch of tracks off Does This Look Infected that was nice. coming out. And, uh, I mean, that was when I first listened to it. I was like, this is cool as shit and then um i mean i kind of got into that whole like punk rock i guess uh more like yeah it's some 41 green day um simple plan like in the five six year old days for sure like and that stuff's all nostalgic to me but um it's funny how when you were five I, or six punk rock was like the when i was five or six it was like yeah, barney and but I, for well, me. well yeah. i mean i listened to a bit of everything right like i mean even at that age it's like you know i i found all types of music that just interested me not even necessarily like it was my favorite thing but i you know it was all i was actually paying attention to it mm-hmm. and i feel like that grabbed my interest and uh, you know you just kind of like I remember I'd have my Walkman at the time and I'd just like sit around and listen to different CDs, go to school, me and my friends would trade CDs. Then like, you know, uh, we went through like the whole um, early 2000s, like um, Eminem 50 Cent thing when they were like basically Planet Earth. I didn't know if you were going to go the rap way, like the metal way for a second. I was like, but then I got back more into like... uh, I started finding bands like Disturbed and all that, all that stuff. Also, like I'd listen to Black Sabbath, and uh, that was also something that made me want to get into music. I wanted to play drums after <laughs> listening to uh, um, a lot of like Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, and then I did start playing drums. Um, that was my first instrument for a while. I'd do like all like the rock kind of stuff. Um, and then I heard Slipknot, of course, and then that became my life for like three years, like what Nolan said, and maybe even longer. Slipknot was, I was obsessed with like them, but especially Joey Jordison. And oh, yeah, that's you're talking like, yeah, Slipknot's and, uh, that band for so many people, yeah, and it's it especially just our generation, I mm-hmm. feel in general. And then, um, that led me into, uh, finding more metal on youtube you know i i remember in grade eight i started coming across uh like entombment of the machine all like the pig squill stuff suicide <laughs> silence white chapel stuff i had never heard of before and i was like holy crap what this the hell is, crazy. is this the first time you and, hear uh, like a pig squeal yeah. like in like a serious way yeah, like i can remember man. like when i was in high school people would do it as like a joke They're like Rrr! it was like this joke yeah whereas then like but then you know, it, this guy's people actually do this in music. Yeah. It, it grew on a bunch of people, man. Oh, yeah, and all sure. of a sudden, all these preppy kids in my grade eight class were doing like, yo, you listen to Job for a Cowboy and doing pig yeah, 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 That yeah. lasted like a week, but you know, some of us held on. <laughs> and um, like Scott, our bassist, uh, Scott actually went to the same elementary school as me for like grade seven and eight. So that's where I actually met him. And he was into all the same type of music that I was getting into. Like, uh, we listened to like the black Dahlia murder, all that stuff. Uh, we kind of came, started listening to all that stuff on MySpace's way out. So we still got a good taste of that MySpace death core. We just be showing each other all these like 
just stupid heavy bands afterbirth yeah like yeah, just yeah. bands that post one track on youtube and you never hear that them again but, but they were wicked and stuff like Stabbed that in the and, face beyond all recognition yeah man and i'm just making shit up at this yeah point. <laughs> basically but like in grade eight i started doing like the vocal stuff um bring me the horizon like count count your blessings that was like a huge influence for me um back when you know he did the straight nasty vocals and then i started doing that stuff um and then me and scott started our first band when i was in like grade nine it's a god-awful band but um you know it gave us tons of experience and oh for sure we just kind of kept going with it and uh then we changed our name to erase the beginning and um that's badass yeah and then uh race the beginning and then we (laughs) we you know we started to kind of just understand more of like what we want to do as a band and um just heavier music in general and then that band kind of fell apart and then uh skinner and miller and fs uh they were in the same rehearsal factory as us. So it was called the rehearsal factory. Mm-hmm. It's like jam spot where people rent out rooms and they were starting a band and AKA they already had <laughs> the space. Yeah. Dispatch. They already Dispatch. had uh Beguiler going and uh I guess just like some of the people uh, that they started the group with just like you know, it didn't work out and then they mm-hmm. Skinner asked us to come in. Well yes. Yeah, he wanted us both in, but Scott didn't want to do it at first. And then, you know, after I showed him the music we were rehearsing, he he was like, all right, I'll come out. And then he loved it. And, uh, yeah, then I've just been going since then, man. It just kind of... That was a while ago that they yeah. started. Because, like, I can remember, I was still at the store when they started my guy. That was, oh, like, yeah, 2015, I yeah. think, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, yeah, we started around 2015, and... It always takes a, like a, some time yeah, to kind of get going, yeah. you know. And we were always like, you know, we'd go on hiatus for a bit because, like, you know, stuff would happen in life. Life's and, busy, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we just we didn't have like, I guess, the right, right type of like idea of what we actually need to do to make it happen and balance life because you know it it is a lot more than it seems like when before you're actually trying it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's basically, I just, uh, I don't know how engaged I'd be in heavy music if I hadn't have been playing it since I was in grade nine, but like, regardless, I love it and it's been my life since then. So yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah. I'm always curious with like, you know, again, quote unquote, extreme <laughs> metal vocalists. Um, how exactly did you learn to like properly? Cause I'm assuming you're not tearing your throat at every yeah. single show. Like, it sounds like you know what you're doing listening to it, even just on recordings. Yeah, well, I mean, back then, I, re- I remember going on, like, YouTube, and I'd look at other people doing vocal covers and stuff. And, sitting there like, cupping the mic to scream. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you know, all of them were probably terrible quality mm-hmm. back then because, like, this was, like, 2010, like even before then the dark maybe. days of youtube yeah like 2009 and then um i just like i remember watching this video and this guy was talking about how um you know it's a lot of the same foundation as actual singing like as far as your breathing and stuff mm. like that like it's all your breathing power yeah. your diaphragm Once you're really to breathe, you're good, basically yeah and yeah it's just it's just kind of weird like you just kind of you don't really use 
you, sh- you don't use your throat. Yeah. It all comes from down there, like in your gut. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just started doing it. And, you know, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't amazing. But I remember like showing some people and they're like, yeah, like that's not bad. Like keep, keep doing it. And, <laughs> you know, I started to like it more and more. And after like a year or two of doing it and improving, you know, I wasn't feeling any discomfort or like having any issues with my voice. And like, I still haven't since then. So I must be doing something right. Exactly. Like, so you'd know pretty yeah. quick if you weren't. Cause like yeah. when you try to quote unquote scream, yeah. You know, to play screamo. Shit. Like you start to try and do it. And if like, you'll know, Oh, Ow, that really hurts. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a huge thing is not pushing yourself with that yeah. because and it's you know, the breathing. Yeah, you'll get more stamina over time. But yeah, if you try and if you were to not ever do it and then you go and go 40 minutes straight, like you're going to feel it. But that's yeah. this is the same with singing, right? If if you just if you all of a sudden can hit these notes and then you decide that you're going to sing for I'm going to go on tour for Yeah, me. exactly. Guess like what? <laughs> you're after not very long you're going to be feeling it. So yeah, it's I, I guess it's just kind of like that. It's like anything, yeah. even with even with podcasting when when you sit down with someone who's never done a podcast before and it's just you and one other person talking for an hour the end of that they're like oh shit like like, what the hell i'm like it's it's a different ball game man it really is (laughs) for sure (laughs) definitely is so we're gonna take a quick second here as uh, i need to give a big shout to my man mr jason reese from j bridges alerts the man who does all of my logos and my banners and anything at all design wise for the hottest show poverty network mics and beers and literally any project that i do you can bet your ass that jason is involved and we're actually gonna hear from the man himself right now it's your guy Jaybird here from Jaybird Digital Arts, reminding you to tune in to the Hotter Show podcast. Hell, tune into all of the Podbeard Network shows, and not just because they support Jaybird, but because they're good. And I'll give you a discount on design work if you do. Be that deal, I dare ya. So we've talked a little bit about influences. We've talked a little bit. About you guys getting into music now? I want to discuss and also oh my freaking mic sand is not cooperating with me i want to <laughs> discuss a little bit about the upcoming ep and also we have a very special treat for the listeners of the hotter show here today as we are going to actually play you guys a track from the upcoming ep and i'm going to pass it over to the guys who are going to introduce the track yeah so the track is crutch and it's off our uh, upcoming ep a conscious decline Badass. So I'm, I'm actually going to hear this song for the first time. So you guys are going to get my my quote unquote live reaction after we hear the track. So crank it up. This is Crutch.
<laughs> so that was crutch. If you're still with us, because your mind has been melted away. God damn, guys, what the hell? <laughs> Just kicked my teeth down my damn throat. After a like a song that's that intense and that fast, like Nolan, do you just have to like take a break after? Oh yeah, What's up? it's get... always yeah, it's 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 a tough one. I usually have like my forearms usually burning after the end of that. Jesus, it's a fast one. Yeah, I'm sitting there like trying to like pay attention because like as much as I love guitar and that like and I I dug the guitar for that too. What you guys are yeah. doing, man? Because like it's again, it's not all just you know. There's like. A lot of other. I'm not gonna try and sit here and like dissect the track right now because like my brain's not fully functioning as it normally does. But like, there's so much going on, and then like it was like every every time I thought I was okay, yeah, Jacob's kind of found his 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 voice for the song. You would just I literally kept saying like, what the fuck, like just kept finding like new areas of your voice to just pull out, and it's like, jeez, yeah, man, I definitely like with that track I just wanted to make it sound like wide like mm-hmm. and then what you were saying yeah. about like how it sounds like a whole nother voice it's like I just wanted that like wide yeah, yeah. like like if you said there was that, three like, or four other vocalists in that track I believe you like I'd be like yeah okay cool that sounds like yeah, I think <laughs> like, uh, the vocal range from where you were at during Born Under a Bad Sign to now is significantly different and, and even your vocal range in Bob's was also pretty like big as well yeah. he just made it bigger all y'all flatter me <laughs> he's just got uh, like yeah. I, you know i try and i always like i mean like anyone and you're always your own worst worst critic oh, and yeah. i feel yeah, like 100%. with anything like now it's i've been doing it like seven or eight years like you just get bored with doing the same ranges like yeah, exactly. i like to you know spice it up for a bit definitely tried to challenge myself with mm-hmm. these songs and i def like going through practice i know i achieved it because it's like we're all like dying but yeah. it's like it's just sounding good and it, it's great like it's i'm really happy yeah with i'm really them. happy for uh, everyone uh, to hear like the, all the new stuff that's gonna be yeah it's uh definitely it's definitely something i'm really really proud of it's yeah, we my really first hard. piece of music putting out with you guys and mm-hmm. yeah it's uh been fun it's so a complete it's, like it's and like you know yeah. like, like the stuff from put under a bad sign is like you know there's there's technicality in there and there's extreme parts where i'm going like holy crap but like yeah but i, I feel like this yeah is, that's just like what the like yeah mm-hmm. but i feel like with this well because we i feel like it's mainly because like we changed our writing style the way mm-hmm. we the way we wrote we with born under a bad sign we used to do like full band jam we get together whoever's got some ideas to throw something together and we'll try and make a song like that where it's like now we set up our laptop and we just like write riffs write riffs and like try and like construct a song so and then here's, this, like, part, yeah, here's this part here's this part so we kind of we kind of get more in depth into like our writing style and we like kind of like really and then we once we make a song we sit on it for like two weeks and we're like after two weeks best, do, yeah. do we still yeah. like it we're hearing it recorded where like when you're hearing it jamming it could be different every time you do mm-hmm. it everything can fluctuate everything's a good idea yeah. in the moment exactly yes. yeah. and i i feel like that's like the best part about it because like we um we go in there and then it's like we get to write the song and like i'll usually just like you know throw in some uh like program drums or whatever and like you know occasionally do like the pre-production vocals too and like we'll get to hear it recorded before we actually go Mm -hmm. and record it and like we'll pick the best songs like we know it's like if like taylor said we sat on it for a few weeks after a few weeks if there's like parts where we're like eh 
could be better then we're just you know we're like you know maybe we'll come back to it but for now we'll do something that's more up to par with our best mm-hmm. yeah and, and uh, like, like letting it kind of stew and be like okay I, I can still yeah. hear that part in my head, so yeah. it's got to be good. It's got to yeah. be okay. Ex- exactly. And it saved us for time. That was a huge thing because the way we used to write as a full band, um, we're all, you know, adults have full schedules. We can only jam so much. It would take mm-hmm. forever to write a song. With this, we can go write songs, write a song we like, and then we learn it. And we've already heard the song a bunch and end up learning it quicker. Like, you know? So oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So run me through kind of the um, the full recording process. Obviously, we're talking about a conscious decline, which is the EP that's coming out on July twenty sixth. Yeah, is that yeah. it? Yes, perfect. And it's, I mean, just judging off of cynical, which actually dropped today as we are recording yeah, this slam worldwide, which is them. a badass track. You guys yeah. can go on the, on and check it out right now on the YouTube. And go check it out. I'll, I'll try and remember to link it in the description for this as well if you guys check out. And then obviously with again with Crutch like what you just heard, it's gonna be a banger, banger of an EP. So run me through kind of the recording process. Like what was like you guys were mentioning how like you kind of like windled down to the best songs. Like did you have like a yeah. big array of songs or were you? So, we had like yeah. two or three more. I think we had it in, have- in total like eight. I would yeah, say just because. When we came back after being on hiatus and got Nolan back, we mm-hmm. started pre-proing, like recording some of our songs that we had written before the mm-hmm. band went on hiatus, but we never used. And then just to kind of, you know, feel out like the new, I was get like just working with some new recording yeah, stuff. Sure. So we we're just trying to fill that out. And we just decided we wanted to take some of the songs in a different direction. So then we started writing like you know some of the songs that actually ended up on the ep and then a few that didn't and and then i think there were yeah. some parts from new songs on the ep that we took from like old old songs yeah like stuff we want to use we do dissect some stuff and like it's you know just to get the best end results and where we could listen to something front to back and be happy with it no parts where we were like you know we could have done something better here right Mm -hmm. so like yeah like that was a huge thing for us like i feel like we didn't settle (coughs) so that in the end gave us a better end result yeah for sure and i mean i'm i'm hoping to uh do a full review of that also once it once it has come out but so you've got four tracks on the ep run me through (laughs) each track like obviously as people hearing this the ep is not out yet so what can people expect from each track um I feel like you can expect something different from each track for sure. Like, I mean, if you listen to Cynical and then listen to Crutch, like they're two pretty different songs, mm-hmm. like as far as yeah, uh, like it, melody and key and yeah, structure. I feel like but, every song has its own like unique feel and atmosphere, but they all kind of tie mm-hmm. into each other a little bit. Yeah, a huge thing is definitely... Uh, it's kind of on the darker side for most things. Like, I mean, I I went through, like, a lot of crap with, mm-hmm. uh, like, the year we were off and stuff. And, I mean, I was some of the most personal stuff I wrote. And it was just from a place in my head that, like, you know, it wasn't right. Like, so it helped me work through a lot of shit <laughs> in that way. But I feel like the whole EP kind of reflects that, like, negative yeah, I feel like if you read vibe. through the album like the lyrics you can really feel like the personal touch yeah. 
and even a lot of the kind of off key like melodies and stuff like that are like dissonant Mm -hmm. chords Mm -hmm. and it's very dark and like even on crutch like like when i'm now that i'm sitting here kind of processing things a little more it's like there's moments in that song where it's just like shit like that's just Mm -hmm. it's dark and it's but it's not like dark for the sake of being dark yeah it's like you you feel like there's you know there's a story being told here yeah it's a whole vibe and it just it kind of like it's just straight aggression for me it was like therapy writing all that stuff after we had this ep and which has that's how it should finish be. it yeah you know, it's like yeah. i've honestly yeah. i haven't felt like this in like a year or more yeah. now like so it's it's good like you know so i'm happy with like with that aspect of it oh for sure i mean then like we, like i was touching on earlier you know metal and heavy music quote unquote is you know it's a release that people like mm. us who enjoy this kind of music and you know even if it's not quite like even though like you know like i said earlier i'm not necessarily a deathcore guy totally but yeah. like i can appreciate the fact that like you know this is a release like for someone like yourself jacob who like mm-hmm. it you know it is so personal and you know if you were just quote unquote singing these words you know would it have the same effect on you that they do uh, you know maybe not maybe you know having that um yeah. that extreme you know yeah, i don't know why i, I keep doing well, air quotes adding on to what you're just saying like i feel like what you said is the case it, mm-hmm. it really with born under a bad sign it's like i'm happy with what came out mm-hmm. with that but it's like it doesn't actually truly mean anything to me anymore whereas like this well it reflects like a period of my life that mm-hmm. will always be there stuff and that's more personal and, yeah, yeah and so no matter what it may f- i may have a different perception of it in the future but it will still always mean something to me and it's the first like at least heavy release i've ever worked on our heavy parts of music where it's like truly meant something to me and it's like i felt like the emotion like right after we had finished it mm-hmm. it's like i'd listen back to it and it's like I'd never felt that way after writing stuff. And I, it's just from the personal uh, kind of connection to it. Sometimes, man, so, it's yeah. just, it's just getting it out. Yeah, exactly. Which I just going, okay. don't, if you know me, I, I, I yeah. don't, I'm a pretty, pretty monotone, dry person. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. until you're on stage and you're screaming at people. With us. Yeah, <laughs> I like yelling in a microphone. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I know I'm hyped for it. I'm, I can't wait for this weekend EP to come out. And I mean, if if it's any indication on the, the you know, on Cynical and then the track again that we just yeah. heard Crutch, it's going to be... Even the songs that we have bangers. written, like, after... Yeah, yeah, we're, we're writing. So you guys, I was yeah. gonna say you guys are probably even, already working on yeah, stuff. Right yeah, now. yeah. Even the new stuff is, stuff. like, even, like, I can... We're definitely even, like, trying even to... a step above, like, what we have coming out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we are starting to find that sound. Like I said, it's it's got these songs have quite a bit of variety on it, and it's like we're we still have always have that in our song structures, but now we really are kind of finding like an, an alley where it's 
of types like kind of vibes that you just feel while writing it's not or, all yeah. you know like super intense all the yeah. time or like or riffs like kinda, okay. or it's not like riff salad like a bunch of like yeah. random riff stuff salad. It's yeah like, <laughs> we always like, try to avoid <laughs> riff salad that's that's a yeah. term we use oh, a lot. as much as some people like love that. riff salads it's just we it does work sometimes it does work it, sometimes yeah, but like yeah. it's you you're you're looking time for, and place for we're looking salad. for songs that's going to give you a feel like i need a good riff burger yeah, yeah. Uh, I need good old fashioned. Or it's gonna be hearty throughout the whole yeah. thing. Like, just give me meat and potatoes. Give me like I got because I'm a big like, you know that like just down tune like yeah. one or two riffs in a song type stuff. Or like, like I'm a big hate breed fan too, right? So mm -hmm. like that quote unquote caveman music. Yeah. Yeah. Let a caveman live, bro. Yeah. Give me a give me a four six one. You know. Yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> So it's like I can dig that. And like that's why, like, like the song itself, "Born Under a Bad Sign," mm -hmm. that was more like up my alley as far as riffage. Mm -hmm. And again, yeah. it's not you know, quote unquote, based riff around salad. that like yeah. one chug riff through mm -hmm. most of the song. And I feel like that is the one song yeah. though on that EP that had the most kind of like eerie vibe to mm -hmm. it. Oh, it was really yeah, uh, dark. Yeah. That's I think it's I the most about. recognizable yeah. for mm -hmm. people watching too. Like most mm -hmm. people who have come up to me after the show always comment on Born Under a Bad Sign and stuff like that. Yeah, it's know? got such uh, a cool, like you think it's going to go one way and yeah. then all my it friends, kicks into that verse yeah. and you're like, what the All my friends yeah. who like <laughs> don't listen to metal but like support me and my band and stuff, like the only song they can like recognize from us is Born Under a Bad Sign yeah. like right away. Yeah. So... And it's that dynamic, you know, that like as time goes on, I'm sure that, you know, like you guys have already said that like the new stuff you guys are working on, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. at some point I'm expecting a ballad, but you know, that's just me. A ballad. <laughs> I'll, I'll write you a nice, a nice murder ballad. Dude. A murder ballad. I mean, yeah, like make it a dark, but you know, it's like, uh, I um, guess it doesn't have to be a murder yeah. ballad. <laughs> I want a nice ballad about me. Can you guys make it happen? Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. just the trials and tribulations of TJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trials and tribulations of TJ Harder story. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Well, something I always like to ask people kind of as we get ready to, to wind down here. And, and thank you guys very much again for coming out. Yeah, coming out so late. Thank you for having us. You know, it's like yeah. we're recording. It's like, you know, 1215 on a freaking Thursday and we're yeah. recording right now. So yeah, thank you guys for, for toughing out with me on this. But uh, do you guys have like a like an all time favorite show that you've ever played or the flip side of it, like the worst show you've ever played and the funny story from it? Um. Best uh, show I've ever played was with Embodier opening up for Rivers of Nile. That was absolutely uh, yeah. insane. That was a cool that thing. Was, that was really good. Um, absolute worst show was the Human Compost show when the guy destroyed my bass drum. <laughs> human Compost. <laughs> yeah. Shout yeah. out to Human Compost and their um, shitty drummer. Um, I, it's hard to say, man. Honestly, I got a lot of like funny <laughs> stories from shows like i mean even even beguiler um there's like a few bands we had um played a few like kind of like not like a streak of shows but like over like a few months we kept seeing them on a monthly basis mm -hmm. we'd be playing shows together and i think three shows in a row almost that uh, like we played with these bands it was uh if i recall allies to the adversary <laughs> And uh, my home, the catacombs, and falsifier. Uh, whenever we played a show together, someone pissed their pants. 
not not someone in the band. Someone oh, at someone, the show. Okay. Oh, the, uh, everyone like, funny if it was someone in the band. And um, yeah, man, it's just like that is like that is something else. Like uh, the Fair first curse. time was someone that was just too drunk at the bar, and uh, they pissed themselves, and we're like walking around the dance floor. And it was, yeah, it was just something else. And then he sat in the booth. And then another time was uh, James Frederick Wilson. Shout out to him for sure. He was this, uh, I don't know, questionable character that showed up outside a show when we were after we loaded in. And it it was before the show. So he's like, hey, like, what are you guys doing around here? And like, just being sketchy. And eventually he did pee his pants in the parking lot in front of us so <laughs> i was waiting for the i was waiting for the punchline on that I'm like so did he pee his pants and what's up? yeah that was that was real interesting and i mean god bless his soul but uh, yeah that's uh those those got to be some of the funniest ones i think some of the best shows we played were uh probably with like with falls fire and like mm-hmm. this is death valley and uh this is death Lake. valley dragged two yeah. just heavy hitters in the yeah. local scene and i mean yeah. for local shows like there were times when we opened up for like some great bands like uh one of the, the second show we ever played um we got to open for is blood runs black and brings of saturn and that was like that was an amazing experience mm-hmm. for sure and then i feel like the other the other shows it was just great because they were all local shows and they all had like a great draw and um i don't know it was great to be a part of that and uh rest in peace uh, this is death valley and drag <laughs> yeah. but, i mean yeah. i got into drag the lake right at the end and i'm so i'm so bummed out i missed the boat on all that oh man especially like this is death valley because like i'm 27 right yeah. so like this is Death Valley and all those guys like when they like started I was like in high school like oh listen to this metal shit I think I was like Man. 10 or 11 I listen to Nickelback I was I was big. when I was in high school it was kind of like a bit more in style I was yeah. definitely going out but when I was in high school there was a group of us that you, mm-hmm. you know loved to go out to those shows and of course we got to play with them a lot got to know them now actually um swain is our booking agent yeah and that's he, cool that he he's still doing us something. with that's uh cool. yeah he helps us out with uh some management things just it's it's always good to have another um set of eyes set of ears that's, that's it's awesome. i'm glad that i didn't have to go through managing to make this this uh chat happen oh no he's, he's good Not, like for that. some reason nothing turns me off more than when i hit up a band and they're like oh to contact our manager i'm like yeah, no. but I'm talking to you right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a fucking yeah. Like my favorite dude. show was probably probably back at like out of my league playing with North Lane opening up. For yeah, that. that was bad. Yeah, of course, was, like, this guy that, over that here, insane, dude. Like that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that was fun time. Like, I, that was that was probably one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Like probably the most people have ever played yeah. in front of. Probably worst show was probably the one when I was still in out of my league and played with you guys at the Atria Beguiler before I was in it, and I was tried to start a circle pit with jason and fucking he tripped into my face and broke my nose yeah was that was another everywhere. one i remember seeing a picture of that oh or something. My and God. i was thinking what of that too because like funny stories like that's another one before taylor was in the band he got his nose broken accidentally in during a pit our set. of beguiler yeah that was during beguiler our set, pit. So. and i got my nose yeah broken. it's it's, it's interesting <laughs> yeah oh, man, i mean I, I feel like we've all been lucky enough to open some mm-hmm. pretty sweet shows like i mean even mm-hmm. like another shout out to wraith when i was with them i got, got to open for thy art at that's cool. opera house so that was like hype show for sure but like i mean it's 
it was it still didn't have like the same intensity for me is like when i get to play with these guys it's like yeah, it's, for sure. it's, it's a different level. Level. yeah it just yeah. it just means more i think to me yeah. for sure well it's they're your boys you know that's yeah. your that's your family you know yeah. it's like that sure. mm-hmm. you know like i i've i've gotten to you know have some pretty cool interviews but like nothing beats sitting down with people i know and yeah for people sure. i've known for so long and like or catching up with someone like i've been with you guys you're getting to know you jacob yeah, like it's like sure, it's such a different vibe than it's like, oh, this is a really cool interview, but like, I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to talk to this person again. Sure. So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, man, it's it's a different vibe for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's badass, boys. It's been a it's been a hell of a time having you guys on. I appreciate yeah, you again sure, coming man. out and nice hanging. Man. Yeah, where can definitely yeah, where can the the people find Beguiler? If they yeah. Want to so um, two days from now, which I mean, uh, I guess it won't be two days from now. This will be out on when the 18th. All right. So the 18th. Um, quick shout out to Pillars of Autumn. We're playing their CD release in two days. That's at the Hard Luck, um, July thirteenth, and then we're also doing another show in Newmarket uh, the day after the EP releases. So July twenty seventh, and that is going to be with our homies in Being and uh, another band, uh, So Long the Shoreline, and there is. Damn, who else is on that? I don't remember. Yeah, we sound terrible right now, but um, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Whoever that is, it's a solid lineup. Um, after party bookings is putting it on. Um, I'm pretty sure it's off. No, no, it's it's off the hook promo. Sorry, and uh, that's that's a promotion company that was around a few years ago, and now they're back in the game. It's uh, homie Paul Paget, so that'll be good. So July twenty seventh. 27th. Yes. Yeah. And then of course, the EP market. comes out on the 26th. Yes. That's gonna be, yeah. That's going to be yeah. Spotify, Apple Play, all that stuff. Yeah. Apple, whatever, Apple Play. We can't. Apple. It's, we're coming to the end of the podcast. We just can't talk anymore. Yeah, I was just rambling on about that. And, on uh, every major streaming platform. It'll be on. Uh, wherever you yeah, stream Google. your music and don't yeah. buy it. It's, it's everywhere. You can find also, things. most importantly, <laughs> we will have physical copies of the EP. That was my next and, question. And yes. um, you'll be able to order those on uh, our big cartel. Which, uh, Sick. Um, there will, cool. there will also be physicals yeah. available at now and again. In uh, the mall. In it's now and then. Now and then. What the hell is now, now and again? Now and then music. Yeah, music now and then the records. Yeah, the record store in Oshawa. <laughs> so yeah, you'll be able to grab some there or in person. You know, yeah. honestly, shoot us a message on the page. I'll come and deliver them to your doorstep if you're in uh, GTA, Ontario area. GTA Ontario is um, pretty widespread. Jesus. Nah, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty flexible. If you want, if you want to buy CD, hit me up. We'll work something or out. But or a shirt. But we'll or also both. on. The, yeah, on the. Uh, Why not buy a, thir- a second shirt? <laughs> well, on the big cartel, we'll have uh, some pre-order options available, and uh, we have a bunch of merch that we're printing up that's themed around the album. So we're gonna have a wall flag, uh, a T-shirt that goes with the album art, um, as patch as well just cause and then the cd of course so you can grab whatever and we appreciate it a lot it definitely uh keeps us going so yeah, for sure every little yeah. bit helps man exactly. oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah man you can't make money off of uh streaming music so you gotta figure no, out man. <laughs> yeah 
so anything <laughs> yeah anything like that it goes such a long way because like you said it's like you know streaming is really nothing it's the uh now it's all about the the merch and the cds if if you can sell cds yeah or if you can sell vinyls people yeah jump on that market yeah vinyl yeah. is still man they're well, you, great i love vinyls yeah but uh yeah they're they're expensive for sure <laughs> it's definitely we haven't rolled it out we're just not doing it this yet. exact second yeah. you're not yeah. we're waiting to yeah. see if we get some demand for it and if that's that's yeah. the case then so if y'all want vinyl let us know uh yeah bitch at us <laughs> on the social media but guyler you'll yeah. find them it's the only one out there so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure to link all that Mo- shit yeah, yeah most of them is just beguiler band beguiler you'll, you'll band. find it yeah beautiful all right well taylor nolan jacob thank you guys very much again and we'll talk to you down the road yeah for yeah, sure man. thanks, thanks again man yeah man thanks for having us all right guys there you have it my chat with jacob taylor and nolan from beguiler shout out as well to matt and scott the other guitarist and bassist in beguiler it was a lot of fun chatting with those three dudes again it was pretty late at night so especially near the end there we really started to uh to fade a little bit so i do apologize guys that i kind of was you know it was a couple moments i caught myself kind of going like oh, this, what's going on <laughs> i just couldn't uh just couldn't keep it together anymore i was getting pretty i've been up to like 2 a.m that day so i do uh do apologize i wasn't quite on my a game at the last like maybe 10 minutes or so of that podcast but still a lot of fun thanks again to the guys in beguiler it was an absolute blast having you guys on and i hope you guys enjoyed that track that we heard which was again entitled Crutch, which is, uh, they're coming in Crutch with that track, man. That's a badass track. Super hard and fast. And oh, man, I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't believe it when they clicked it on. I was like, Jesus, boys, like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, in a good way. Just like, jeez. <laughs> And again, that EP does come out July 26th. Go ahead and follow the boys on social media, which is just under Beguiler Band. And also, I'll link it in the description below. Have you listened to this podcast? You'll find it there. And I'm drop them a follow. Keep up with them, you know, because 26, man, that's going to be a banger of an EP. You're going to want to get your hands on it as well as getting your hands on some merch. And they said that they are going to have a, some online store set up for uh, for Big Cartel. So be sure to keep an eye out for that as well. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. I don't believe they have Twitter, but Facebook and Instagram for sure. And uh, be on the lookout too for a review of that EP from yours truly, because I'll definitely be uh, be playing it for you guys at some point and do my thing. It's been a while actually since I've done a, done a review. Someone was mentioning that to me the other day, like, man, like, it's great you're doing these interviews and stuff. Like, it's you haven't done as many, uh, you know, listening parties or music reviews lately. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it might be time soon to do another one. And I, there's some cool stuff I want to do, but uh, it's all time. <laughs> it's all time. And I discovered today, actually, as I record this, that uh, I will definitely, I haven't said anything yet on the pod, but because I always tell you guys everything, especially those of you who listen to this point in the podcast, <laughs> the very end of it, um, I will be moving. And I'm very excited about it, very happy. This is going to be awesome. But. Due to the timing of it, and also uh, it's going to fall literally right around our uh, our cottage trip we take every year. Uh, looks like I'm probably, not even probably, I'm going to have to take some time off from the podcast. Probably a couple weeks at least. 
possibly more. I don't know. You know, we're going to be moving. We're probably going to have internet for a few days, which is just not going to work. Obviously, I need internet for a pod to upload the freaking podcast. Have we will have much better internet than I have in my current uh, living space. So that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. I can hopefully get some more Skype interviews going. There'll be much better quality. I'm super, super excited about that. But uh, so I'm just giving you guys a heads up. There's going to be two, possibly even three weeks in August where your boy might need to take a bit of a hiatus ski um, for the, I had talked about taking a month off and I'm like, nah, I'm going to go crazy now podcasting for a month. So we'll, we'll see definitely for sure two weeks. Cause I just, I don't see how the hell I'm going to be able to record, edit and upload a podcast in that two week span. But uh, I don't know, maybe I'll figure something out. Definitely that one week, though, for sure. You're not going to get one for sure because this is no goddamn way. But uh, just giving you guys a heads up on that because if you're listening to this, you're my you're my diehard. You're my family. You know what I'm saying? That's what you are. So thank you so very much for listening and tuning into this episode and tuning in all the time to The Hotter Show. It really means the world to me. And uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. If you're on the SoundCloud, hit that follow button. If you're on the Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts app, hit that subscribe button. If you're on the Spotify or the PodCoin or anything at all like that, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. Or the YouTube as well, of course. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a like, a dislike, comment. Let me know what you thought of the track. And, uh, you know, again, be sure to hit the guys up MacGyver. If you are looking to support the show a little more, check me out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the hottest show. Definitely appreciate that. We have three tiers of, uh, of community levels that I'm trying to build up. You know, my, my $1, my, my $5, my $10 depending on, uh, you know, if you want to join those communities, especially once I move and I get my internet good, you're going to be probably seeing me do a lot more live stuff. So I'm really excited about that, especially for my Patreon. You know, I'll probably do like a live thing once a week just for the Patreon where we kind of can just shoot the shit and I'll I'll maybe like do some behind the scenes stuff. I've thrown the idea around of doing videos while I edit and kind of show people what I do and talk about the interview a little behind the scenes on the interview and stuff like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun to do for me and also for, uh, you know, for you guys to maybe check out and listen to. So definitely keep your ear to the ground for that. And uh, I'm starting to ramble on, so I'm going to sign off here today. Thank you so very much again. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow The Harder Show on all social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, of course, check us out on the Podbeard Network, podbeardnetwork.com forward slash The Harder Show. Be sure to check out all my all my family and friends on that network as well. You know, Mike's and Beers, my other podcast I do with my boy Ryan and my girl Sam. That's that's those are my, those guys are my family, like straight up. That's, Ryan's my brother and Sam's like literally like my little sister. So uh, shout out to them, and of course, you know all the other uh, all the other fun shows on the network. Hopefully, heading into the September two, we're gonna see a resurgence of you know people like Dark Running. He'll hopefully be back at it. Because he had to take the summer off due to his internet connection. He couldn't stream. So looking forward to getting him back at it. Honestly, Lazy and Boy Stick are uh, you know, hopefully getting something cooking soon. So keep an eye out for that. Still loading podcast. Josh just kills it all the damn time, man. He, he's one of the best podcasters in the world as far as I'm concerned. Just killing it lately. Best gaming podcast out there. And then, of course, my boys over at No Geeks Allowed. They kick ass all the time. They're the funniest human beings and I... Well, I w- I'd say I'd ever met, but I've never actually technically met them. 
but I don't care. They're still hilarious as hell, and you should check them out. And, uh, you know, go ahead and follow Podbean Network on all the social medias, podbeannetwork.com. It's for the uh, full lineup of the programs. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next time on The Harder Show. Take it easy, guys.